Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Nonfiction Thoughts. Get excited. Hosted by me, the luscious <laughs> Luigi, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hello, everyone. I am Birdchild. Thrilled, I dare say, to be with you here on this fine afternoon. Thrilled. I, I said get excited, and I got excited. So here I am. I'm very excited. Thrilled, I dare say. I'm so glad to hear it. Thus. And now, before we get any further from here, the obligatory chair lowering <laughs> that you all can't see. <laughs> there it goes. That nice hydraulic office chair noise. Hydraulic? I mean, yeah. Not in the sense... It, it, yes. Yeah. That's, that's my response. All right. That's a fair response. I yeah. certainly appreciate it. Hot take. What, what's the hot take? No, that was the hot take. That's correct. That was the hot take. I, I, I like hot takes. Uh, I, I like hearing them, but I feel like most of the time takes are just lukewarm. And yeah, this hot. is true. This so, is true. It's a little bit frustrating. I like to hear takes. I like to hear different opinions. I like to be immersed in a diversity of opinion. I think that's the best, one of the best things you can do for yourself I to agree. get smarter and to enhance your critical thinking skills I and agree. just overall uh, live a better life. Then again, it, it can also get <laughs> pretty tiring. No, <laughs> like, it absolutely can. So, you got to pick you know, your battles. Pick, pick your battles. Choose. Pick your battles. That's a very, uh, uh, that's the takeaway. Sometimes uh, you just you got to know when to hold to... them and know when to fold them. Ah, yes. Yeah. Was it, that was very well played. It's a famous quote. Did you you didn't hear what I did there with the, the well played? Oh, that, that was, was well played. <laughs> that was pretty good. I try. That was clever. Very witty. You know, when people say, oh, you know, I, I, I like humor. I'm a funny person. Everyone always says, okay, then tell a joke. I find that awful. That is so constricting because like. I agree. If if you're <laughs> my go-to response is well, I'm actually more of a wit kind of guy. Because <laughs> like, hey, that's funny. You know, it's it kind of speaks for itself, right? Yeah. In that, like, you can't just if, if if someone puts you on the spot, or if you put someone on the spot and you say tell a joke, and and the joke is like some stupid, you know, I don't know, knock knock, like a knock knock joke. Like it's never funny. It's never like you feel obligated to put on this to plaster this foul facsimile of a grimace on your face and be like oh that was really good nobody's laughing that was awful just don't don't put people in that position psa sorry that was <laughs> that got pretty heated pretty fast but in a, in a similar vein if somebody speaks another language yes like oh, oh let me hear you speak like say what? this <laughs> like like i mean how I'm, are you gonna know if they're not lying yeah like, uh, why why do you ask that i don't know it's interesting Maybe, you know, oh, I'd love some time to hear you speak in your native language. Or like, oh, I'd, I, you know, I, I like humor. Oh, well, I'd love to, you know, stay around you some more and, and, and laugh with you. You know, like, not tell a joke. Like, <laughs> what? What are you doing? The bottom line. Don't be weird. <laughs> Actually, be weird. Be weird. Don't be, I don't know. Don't put people on the spot. Don't put people on the spot. Do you like being on the spot? Yeah, Probably not. Well, some people like it. Like a stand-up comedian. Like, that's their job, to be put on the spot. Oh, well, yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's understanding context, I think. 
being being aware, being yeah. mindful. Yeah. That's that's really what a lot of things boil down to, I think, is being aware and being mindful. Like, you know, if 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 a comedian gets on stage and you say, tell a joke, like that's your job. And that's the comedian's job. Like yeah. that's that's the situation in which this is acceptable. No, one hundred percent is is conducive to, you know, a, a funny humor, right? Yeah. But but if you if you're like, oh, you know, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you from? What's your major? You're like dogs or cats? You know, tell me a fun fact about you. Like that too. A fun I hate. Fact I was about, about to say that's that's, that's the awful. Worst. That's one of the worst ones you can have. Like unless you're like. I knew someone, I say no, I was in a group where we exchanged, you know, fun facts. And one person right. had 11 fingers. That's an awesome fun what? fact. That is sick. That is so cool. Like, they're set for the rest of their life. And what's a fun fact about yourself? Well, I actually have 11 fingers. Like, <laughs> boom, just jaws you have, drop, you have windows an shattered. Checkmate. Like, and it's, it's just an instant free pass to get out of any dumb situation like that. So, yeah, really I think is. that's awesome. But unless you don't have 11 fingers, like, you're kind of you're just stuck. Like, I don't know. I have a brother. Like, what? <laughs> Usually what I try to do is I try to tailor this situation, like, I try to tailor my response to yeah. the situation. So, for example, when I was at job training, mm. like, and a fun fact about yourself, like, oh, this is my first job. Like, that makes sense. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I, 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 I have a dog. Like, that's not a fun fact. Like, you, you're, I don't know. I just don't like putting people in the spot like that. I think yeah. you should let it develop itself. Don't rush it. Let it sort of percolate. And uh, I hate that word. I, I love percolate. Great I, word. I think it's such a gross word. Percolate. Let it just sort of percolate. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I looked up uh, the synonyms for percolate just now. Mm -hmm. uh, ooze, seep, trickle, dribble, and leak. Are Those some are of the all top ones. the worst Those... words in the English language. <laughs> Those are pretty gross. Oh. Like, let it just sort of ooze and dribble out <laughs> stop stop That's really gross but this is a, a lesson in connotation versus <laughs> yeah. denotation yeah just sort of let those ideas develop themselves and just sort of get to know the person yeah you know it is infinitely more natural and more conducive mm -hmm. to a friendship or a yes deeper relationship. yes as opposed to like a facilitator of a yeah. conversation or something like that it's just two different roles that's why icebreakers don't work yeah, at least I'm not a fan of icebreakers. Sometimes I, they can't. They can. But only for like a very specific type of yes, person. Yes, if done well. I think rather like instead of an icebreaker, it should be like, well, I, it shouldn't be like, oh, tell us this about yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's better to like put a concept down. Hmm. Like, I agree. Talk about, all right, you and this group. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse starts right now. Develop your plan. That like how cool would that be? Those are really good. I remember, yeah, when I the similar the job training thing. This was a while ago, but it, I was just thinking about it. the The best icebreakers were never okay. Get into groups and tell each other something. Like those were awful. It was okay. Cats or dogs? Like discuss. And those yeah. were so. Those were awesome. Those those got people talking. They mm -hmm. got people passionate. You know, you got to hear their ideas, hear their thoughts. Like that's where it's at. Yeah. If, if if anyone here commonly 
facilitates group icebreakers. <laughs> you should be taking notes. <laughs> Give them, you know, something to talk about. Like, yeah. what's your favorite band? Like, what music do you like? I, I feel like even then, that's difficult. Because if people aren't in it, it's, yeah. what's your favorite band? Oh, I don't My like, Chemical Romance. Yeah, like, I don't listen to music. Yeah, you, you, you got something you gotta like that. You got to pick them. Like, yeah. ha- your question has to be open-ended. Yeah. Doors or wheels? Doors or wheels? I'm not going to get into it right now. But you've heard that one, right? Are there more doors in the world uh, or are there more wheels in the world? I have heard that one. You have, yeah. Uh, A long time. That's another good one. I kind of forgot about that. That that I think was another discussion, yeah. I forget, yeah. Anyway. Icebreakers. Icebreakers. So you said open-ended? Explain. Yeah. Um, Like, it has to be a a question that you can't easily answer in Hmm. one. So, like... Cats or dogs? Dogs. Well, I feel like that one's a little bit different. Okay. Because okay. you can say cats or dogs. Oh, dogs. Why? Right. It's a very easy, like, generally. Follow up? It, yeah, it's so easy to follow up with, and generally people are pretty set in their opinion. Right. Not like, so, what's your favorite color? Like, blue. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's like, people like dogs, right. and people like cats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, a hot, dude, dogs, like. They give you kisses when you come home. They give you hugs. They're yeah. soft. Like, why do you like cats? Because yeah. they, they literally uh, they knock things in the off. house. They knock things over. They, they don't like you. You know, they bite. Mm-hmm. But then the cat person's like, cats are, are sweet. And they have they their own have reasons. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, you can, you can debate a little bit. Right. And, and it tends to be something people are like, they, they feel comfortable arguing about, at least right. that I've noticed. Right. They're like, dogs. Yeah. You know, because it's not something that's like, Super personal. It's not like mm-hmm. you're asking them. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of God? The state of it? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like what? is God real? Like, <laughs> like with a bunch of strangers. Like, how are you? Like, no one's gonna want to like That's debate that. You know what I mean? Who'd you vote for in the 2020 yeah, election? Like, <laughs> like drop in one of those. Yeah, it's That's just, just like a grenade. Oh, that's that that, <laughs> that made me like my chest tight. <laughs> um, or like like mountains or beach. Yeah, like something like that. Like you mm-hmm. could, I mean, granted, it's not foolproof. Sure, sure, sure. You know, of course, nothing, nothing's absolute. Yeah, but like you can get something Except out of it. So for death it, and it's... taxes, nothing. <laughs> there are two things in this life you cannot escape. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, like like mountains or beaches. Like it's it's something people generally have an opinion about, but mm-hmm. it's not close to them. You right. know what I mean? Right, right, right. Or you do something that's almost like a scenario, like the zombie apocalypse thing. Because right. you, you don't... I also like scenarios. I that, think they're more fun. Kinda, I, I would agree. That kind of... It makes people... It, it helps you sort of reveal your thinking process. Yeah, And like exactly. how, you, how you... Not how you act, but like how you think and how you approach problems. Yeah. And depending on what this icebreaker is even for, that can be extremely useful. Oh, absolutely. Like, like if you're in a team and you're learning... If you're like working, like, all right... Welcome to your new job. These are the people you're going to be working with to solve problems. And, like, that's an important, like, yeah, you, like you better you, you know, know how that. your team solves problems. Like, that's something, yeah, it's useful yeah. information. I, I recently, I was probably, yeah, I would say recently, a, um, uh, a friend back in high school reached out and he was like, hey, do you have any ideas for, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying to get stage and tech as a, as a pretty deeply entrenched into stage and tech. We're trying to get mm-hmm. them to. You know, to get the gang back together. Yeah, you know, trying to get them to interact a little bit more. Do you have any mm. ideas mm-hmm. besides like icebreakers? And I was like, <laughs> well, you could try doing this uh, zombie apocalypse idea. And I let him know. 
I don't think they did it, but I really hope, hope they, they did. did. And yeah. if they, I hope that they did, and he just didn't tell me, because <laughs> at least then it's they did massive it. Massive success. Yeah, I, like I hope. Like yeah. I, I feel like it's such a cool idea. Like yeah. I want to do that. I wish I thought about that when I was <laughs> yeah. back in high school and I was head of sound. And like, like that all right, such gang, a fun idea. Here's the scenario, <laughs> like guys. Unicorns are real, <laughs> and everybody is banding together to hunt all of them down because they poop rainbows everywhere, mm. and the rainbows stay and cover mm. whatever they poop on, mm -hmm. and you can't get rid of them. Mm. So if they like poop on your car windshield, like it's gone. <laughs> you just have to you have to get rid of the windshield. Right. So like, what do you do? Do you protect them? Do you? Hunt them like I don't know, just something like that. I came oh. up with that as I was speaking. Okay, like what do you, what do you, oh, where, oh, what stand? Oh. I thought yeah. this was like something you you would give to your your tech your your crew kids. Oh no, it's something. If I had thought about it, then we sure. definitely would have debated. Okay, this. I would say probably put them in like enclosures or or, or free range mm -hmm. like uh, reservations, I guess. Yeah. Um, their own habitats where they can sort of be themselves, but also protecting. People from the the consequences of them. It's very nuanced. But now let's throw in a curveball. Sure. What if their horns sell for a lot of money? Well, then they're probably just going to get poached to extinction and we don't have to worry about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, that's just, that would that is how it would go. And like just, they would just get hunted to death just, just overnight. From those two responses, we have gained valuable insight into exactly. your logical brain. Yeah, it's super cool. So... You could also do, like, emotional, you know? Your pet unicorn just got hit by a car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? And then you see their, their thought process and how they, uh, how, they, how they get emotionally attached. Although that, I don't know. I, I feel like that, maybe that's a little bit I feel bit like too... the, moral, the morality of that is a little questionable. Yeah, it's, um... I, I kidnapped and am now holding <laughs> hostage a member of your close family, someone you deeply care about and love. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> you go take in on them like Liam Neeson? Yeah. You go after them? You just call the police? Yeah, I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that's more, perhaps more than you might want to know about some people, perhaps. you know? Uh, you know, just stick to, stick to work, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you, you have this, this problem you can't solve for X because it's physically impossible. How do you? Get around solving for X. You write the... You see how boring that was? Yeah. We can't just stay in work. That was... Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's, it's got to be an interesting scenario. This is true. This is true. Maybe somewhat grounded and related to what you do at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then you can apply it to your work. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I see. We have just discussed the greatest way to do icebreakers. Yeah. I'm sure there's... Perhaps better yeah. ways. I'm uh, sure there's a book on it. <laughs> like Squid Game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or like escape rooms or something. It's like throw them into that situation. Uh, see, escape rooms are tough. Explain. So. Didn't you used to, or, or did uh, Mrs. Luigi used to work in an escape room or something? Am I remembering that right or am I just completely wrong? Uh, no, my roommate. Your roommate. My, my roommate. That's who it was. Chadwick Gigalakos. Piccolis. 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 Yes, he, um. That's who it was. Okay, I used knew someone related, not yeah. related to you, but yeah. in your sphere. Escape rooms are tough. And. Explain. 
they're good from the sense that didn't we do an escape escape room one time? I didn't think we, we did with uh oh yeah, I think yeah. in like middle it was the double yes. seven one, wasn't yes, it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were there. <laughs> did we solve that? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah. I think we solved it pretty early. We too. did. We were yeah. we were really we good. Were we were quick. Um yeah, I've done a few. So the problem with escape rooms is if you want to see what everybody's like in a situation where they have to think and solve a problem, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a great idea. Sure. Because then you see who shuts down, who actually, you know. Right. Carries. But if you wanted them but to be you, friends. If you want them to be friends and, like, actually have fun, that's, like, the worst idea. Because <laughs> oh, you might no. end up in an escape room with, like, one dude who's like, yeah, let's do the escape room. And everyone else is like, ah, this is too hard. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was in seventh grade, I was, like, really into escape And that's why we went. No, no, it was for another friend's birthday. Okay. But I really liked them. Because I had just played the Zero Escape series, and they were all about, like, mm, yes, basically yes. half the game is puzzles. Yeah, you, you told me about that. Um, so I was like, oh, dude, they're so fun. They're really mm-hmm. cool. Now, I'm not great at them. Sure. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. you know. But I still enjoy them, of and I, I, I do try. Yeah. So we, we had taken a trip to Canada that spring break. Wow. Spring break. I want to emphasize that, because usually people go somewhere where it's warm. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... We, we did that, and it was a trip with my dad, my brother. I, no, my brother was not there, actually. Okay. I think he was at the college. Um, but it was, uh, you know, my aunt and my cousins. And my dad, it, so the way the escape room was, we were uh, inmates on death row. Oh. And we had <laughs> what to, were your crimes? <laughs> I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> so we were inmates on death row. That's the, the scenario. <laughs> so we end up in separate cells and it was a really really cool escape room Mm -hmm. like absolutely mind-boggling i i loved it but um so we're each in separate cells Mm -hmm. and the idea is that again we're separated but we have to exchange information because each cell has Mm. information that you need to advance in the other cell right so my dad and i were with one that had like three benches and the code was in the room that had my uh my little cousin i say he's only like a year younger than me and my aunt together and then my cousin um I was, it was, was all um, uh, Montague. Montague? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Montague and uh, Capulet in the other Capulet, one. Capulet, <laughs> yeah. sure. Montague and Capulet. So, um, I'm assuming they did not escape death row. Well. It was a joke. Anyway. Continue. I'll, I'll save it for the okay, end. Okay, okay. So, um. Yeah, so my dad and I were, like, super into it, because my mm-hmm. dad's, like, really analytical, and he loves solving these puzzles. And right. Stuff. And I was, like, into it, too, because I was like, oh, yeah, I want right, to do this. Right, I want right. to figure this out. It'd be so much fun. And um, we're waiting on, on Capulet and my aunt to try and, like, figure out what's going on in there. <laughs> oh, no. Now, to add insult to injury, this was a really hard escape room. Right. We were handcuffed. Oh, no. So... They were, they were handcuffed in the front, not in the back. Thing. Right. It would have been that, Yeah, otherwise. that would have been pretty hard. Yeah. So we were handcuffed together, and um, the entire time, my aunt and, and Kathy were in the cell, and my aunt was screaming, like, <laughs> ah, my pants is falling down! Kathy, pull up my pants! <laughs> and I was like, my dad and I were like, what is going on? <laughs> and so her pants was falling down half the time, so they weren't doing the puzzle. And then Capulet was too scared to move because it was kind of dark. So he was like, I don't want to leave the cell. And Montague in the other cell by himself, Montague does not like to solve puzzles. Ah, so that's tough. (laughs) He's in the cell. And um, 
we're telling him like, oh, hey, try, try doing this. And Montague's like, all right, fine. So he, 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 it does work. He gets the thing open. He like pulls out this rat. <laughs> a living rat? <laughs> no. Okay. It was a, like a plastic rat. But okay. It had like a motor in it. So it like, you know, when you pick it up, it like uh, vibrates. <laughs> it, like, yeah, it wiggles. And so I don't remember this exactly, but something along the lines of uh, Capulet was looking through and Montague picks this up. Uh-huh. And it, it wiggles and it squirms and Montague goes, ah, and he starts like cursing. He's like, what? What was that? And Capulet goes, ah, I don't, I don't want to go over there anymore. I'm not doing it. I'm done. So that opened up a key that bridged those, oops, let's see. That opened up a key that bridged those two cells. Mm-hmm. And we were in there. We had an hour time limit. Uh-huh. Uh, Montague crawls through. Yes. Because Capulet is too scared to go into the other side. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like the goal, no? To, like, move around yeah. and to, like, get, get away from where you are. <laughs> I see. You just keep my, pan, my aunt's pants up. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so they're going in to look, and um, we're in there. We're getting close to the end. And the guy's like, yeah, um, you guys want to keep trying? Nobody's here after you guys for, like, another hour and a half. You guys want to just keep trying? And we're like, oh, yeah, sure. So we ended up staying, like, way over, and we, we couldn't finish it. <laughs> Yikes. Because. Oh, no. Montague got so mad that we weren't making any progress. He was like, man, F this. I'm done with this. And he sits down in the cell, cross-legged, and he goes, I'm not talking to anybody. Oh, no. And Montague does nothing the rest of that the time. That is, uh, that's tough. And so my dad and I are like, all right, well, Montague, if you're going to be a baby like that, Capulet, go in the other cell and go, go figure this out. Right. And he's like, I don't want to go over there, man. No, I'm scared. <laughs> We're like, my God. So we, we just couldn't finish the escape room because... Just Montague didn't want to cooperate. Huh. My aunt's pants were falling down, so she wasn't focused on anything. <laughs> and Capulet wouldn't move around to try and do anything because he was too scared. And the only people who were immobile were the only people who were willing to participate. So the yep. people who, who required mo the most mobility were the ones who were the least mobile. Yep. I see. And huh. the, the worst part that added insult to injury. So we had to hit, basically throw a ball through our cell. And mm. Op it opened up a secret door in ours to mm. get to the other cell that nobody was in. Mm -hmm. um, so we finally got it open. We we're like, oh, cool. We're back out here. But we still had a box left to open in the other cell. Mm -hmm. So we, we explored the new area. And we're like, okay, cool. This is awesome. And we're like, okay, let's go back. Let's, um, you know, let's go figure this out and go look at the other box. Right. So we walk in. The way the cell door was, you have to hit the bullseye target mm -hmm. across. Did you get one shot? There were three balls. Okay. And they, they so rolled you had back. three shots. Oh, okay. They so we, we hit it and it opened. And we went back after exploring the new area. And the cell door locked behind us. Mm. We couldn't open it again. And all three of the balls were in the new area. So we just got locked out. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, our blunder kept us from exploring the new area anymore because we locked ourselves back in. Rough. But. Anyway, that was, that's the reason why I say escape rooms are horrible to have a good time in if you don't know who you're with. Right. Because you end up with people who are just not into it. Right. Or you end up in a situation where now, okay, we cannot solve this puzzle because you have stopped trying. Yeah. So that, that becomes really frustrating, and that's a really I easy can imagine. way to like get mad at people. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like a recipe for just outrage. Yeah. I, um, it does make good stories, though. This is true. So. I do wonder... It, uh, 
I, I can't imagine. I feel like I would have heard of this, but do you, is there like a, is that like a video game concept? Es- uh, escape the rooms? Yeah, like escape rooms like with other people, like that you don't know, like strangers you've never met. Like, I feel like that's an interesting concept. I don't know. You know? It's an interesting concept. Like, I feel like the you, you get matchmaking matchmaking in like a lobby and you just like load up into then again oh you know what it probably is it's probably very difficult because once you figure out a room like you you've solved it yeah like you can't go back so like i feel like that's a lot of work on the developer to keep making these these puzzles and to keep making these maps Mm -hmm. uh so i feel like that's probably why it's sort of unsustainable but even as just like a one a one-time thing it would be it would be cool i feel like that'd be interesting I think the other problem with that is, and this was my first thought, not the, uh, the you know, once you sell the room, you've solved it. Mm-hmm. It's the the fact that you're going online to matchmake with a bunch of random people. Mm-hmm. And in the same way that in real life, you get people who don't want to solve the puzzle, they don't. But you I can end like, up with a lot of trolls who are just like, haha, I'm just not going to do anything. Oh, uh, that's fair. I didn't think about trolls. I was going to say, if you're if you're playing it, chances are you want <clears throat> to solve it. And, and, you know, that's why. And, and then again, they they might even put like, I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. I, I guess this is, we, we've sort of discovered why this doesn't exist. Yeah. But it's do a cool think, idea though. I think the player base thing, because if you're, if you're expected to have a, like a live matchmaking, you, you need a big player base. Yeah. And if you're very slow to create new content and like, it's very easy to use up existing mm-hmm. content, your player base is going to drop off pretty yeah, uh, precipitously. So that's probably why there's yeah. no such thing. Unless you were to incorporate some kind of like, puzzles but mm-hmm. that could be very like random yeah. or uh I mean, randomly like, generated those are, yeah, even those even are then like mazes. the solutions would be i mean Still i feel like there's the only same. certain yep. only certain types of puzzles i guess that's why most puzzle games are multiplayer unless um or i mean single player yeah. <laughs> that's why most puzzle games are single player have you heard of um keep talking and nobody explodes yeah i, I have played that before you've played it before i have how was it it was a good time it was interesting yeah. i played it at one of the programming camps i think i spoke about Previously, where okay. I was disillusioned with programming at the age right, of right, right, twelve. I think you have, yeah. Um, but yeah, we did. We played it in. Is it only a VR game? I don't think play so. It outside? We yeah, played it yeah. in VR. Oh, that's intense. So that was that was really cool because we the other people couldn't see what I saw. Right. That's yeah. That that makes sense. That's how the game's supposed to be played. Yeah. For for anyone out of the loop, um, keep talking. Nobody explodes. It's a bomb defusal game. So there are two players. And one of them has an instruction manual, a big, dense instruction manual. And they have to, you know, rifle through it. And the other person is diffusing the bomb. And they have to explain purely through vocal instructions and purely through uh, speech information the nature of what they're looking at. And they have to recount that information to the person with the manual they look through the manual, try to find what the other person's supposed to do, and then have to relay that information back. So it's a very high-stakes game of telephone. Very interesting. It's, uh, it's yeah. interesting to, to watch. I remember watching... This was really cool. You know how, like, I'm pretty sure it's Wired does, like, those interviews with experts. They have, like, you know... It's not, like, tech support, but, like, chess support, and they have, like, a chess grandmaster, or, like, cooking support, and they have, like, Gordon Ramsay on. Not familiar, but I think I know the style. Okay, but or or about. like um, a something expert analyzes the something scenes in movies, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, 
you know, a pyrotechnics expert analyzes explosions in movies, whatever, mm-hmm. or like a secret agent and like spy movies, stuff like that. I, yeah. I'm not sure if it was Wired, but someone who does similar content. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say a secret agent in spy movies? Yeah, like an actual did, secret agent did, analyzing secret just, agents in spy movies. The secret agent just outed himself. He's a secret <laughs> agent. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> secret agent exposed. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. someone who works for the CIA. Um, presumably retired and not under any active operation or undercover. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> someone who makes content like that made two bomb defusal experts play the game. Oh. And it was incredible to see them work. I'm not sure. They were some law enforcement, some like um, EOD, explosive ordnance disposal, like yeah. some law enforcement, hostage management, mm-hmm. military. They might have been military, honestly. Someone like that. Mm-hmm. A, a, a pair of men. And they played the game. And it was incredible to watch them work. Because like these guys, they've spent like their whole life together, like yeah. doing this in real life. Mm-hmm. And to watch them just run through it and like, it it was incredible. They like they made a most people who play this game almost always lose. Like it's yeah. a very difficult game. It is. But these guys finished like a minute and thirty second puzzle with like a minute to spare. Like it wow. was really impressive how efficiently and how well they communicated. That's crazy. And like you could pick up on things. Like I'm not sure. I can't quite think of an example um, off the top of my head. But like, what's a what's a common ambiguity if you're speaking? Um, where things are. If you can't see where the other person is, like, oh, it's over there. Yeah, you don't know yeah, where over there is. Yeah, I, I feel like that's pretty common. Or like, that, go that like, way. any any of those common foot uh, pitfalls, like, they would immediately identify and then fix moving on. Like, if there was ever at any point any confusion in their instructions, like, um, like a symbol. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of one. I, it was a symbol. It was like, um, it might have been the numeral two. Okay. And the and like the word to right and and they would say like the second there was any confusion they would at every point after that say numeral two or word two uh, that's just an example I'm, uh, maybe it wasn't that specifically but they would they right. would always um, clarify it was very interesting to watch that's really like, cool uh, if you I feel like if you took notes like you could take away a lot of like yeah. effective communication skills from that video it was you really cool probably could I mm-hmm. mean. That's one of the hearts of mm-hmm. just doing anything yeah. in general. It's pretty amazing. But um, while you, uh, well, <clears throat> bless you. We're gonna pretend that didn't happen. Okay. Okay. What What happened? I don't know. What are you What are you talking about? I I I don't know. Nothing happened. Huh. Anyway, maybe we should take a break real quick. Just yeah, to I, make I, sure that nothing happened. I think so. Yeah. So, check uh, check the transcripts. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that real quick. Check the the security cameras. Make sure nothing happens. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Okay. All right. Well, while we're doing that, why don't you guys take a moment pause. and uh, pause? Maybe think about effective communication. Yeah. And good maybe, ways to do icebreakers. Maybe uh, communicate with someone you haven't. Maybe call your mom or a friend of yours. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Leave Text them a them. message. Text them. Yeah. Let them know you're still thinking about it. Yeah, that'd be very nice. We'll be right back. So, after that little break, we have determined the nature of the problem. Yeah. Something did indeed happen. Yep. Let's hear it. I, I'm not pleased about it. There are two imposters. 
who have come in yeah. and acted like us. Yeah. I don't know when and I don't know how, but they, they said something odd. What did they say? They, they messed up. What did they? Oh, they okay. said something incorrectly. They, they were wrong. Did they just be like, uh, uh, uh. yes, that, okay. that is how the transcript has it written. Okay. It was not us. Okay. It was imposters. Yeah. Anything unprofessional is just, uh, uh, these imposters. We need to find them. Yeah. They're, they are very dangerous. They they're, left they're, a very mean note on the transcript. They, they scribbled it in the margin. Yes. On, with pen. With pen. Wow. These uh, these people are not to be messed with. If they even are people, if you could, if they you, be robots or something. I don't know. Yeah, we we need to get. We to just know they're dangerous. But if you are are listening and you you find two people <laughs> who are not the luscious Luigi and Birdchild, but are claiming, claiming to, be, to be claiming to be, please report them to their your local authorities. Yeah, but remember, don't report the actual luscious Luigi <laughs> or Birdchild. You yeah. You can tell because they have a dangerous nature. Yeah, report the, them to the, the uh, imposters, not us. The uh, imposter police. Yes. The uh, primordial this on this plane of existence. Because I'm I'm I don't know about you, but I looked at the uh, security footage. I got the impression these imposters were not not from this this realm. I didn't want to scare the audience, okay, but okay. I think maybe we well, should. Now that the cat's out of the bag, you should well, contact your non-primordial, non-corporeal police department. Please try the fourth dimensional. Try the fourth dimensional. If you can't get a hold of them, try the fifth, and they'll, they should uh, refer you to the fourth dispatch. <laughs> Sixth only in an absolute emergency. Yeah, don't, However, I, they I don't would, appreciate yeah, it. Don't, don't really. Yeah, don't you say. You should be able You're to. better off them. using second, honestly. Yeah. Pretty much, they'll, they'll route it back up. Yeah, the two D police, <laughs> they uh, they don't they don't get much action. <laughs> not particularly, yeah. at least not from us. Did you know that the third dimension is the only dimension in which knots can exist? You can't tie your knots. shoes in the in the fourth or second dimensions or any above or below. Wait, what? Yeah, isn't that crazy? How? What is it? it, is, it, it is, is this very difficult math to explain? But. It is true. <laughs> what? Like in the fourth dimension, if you try to tie a knot, they'll just slip in, th- in three dimensions. They'll just slip past each other in the fourth dimension. Huh. Yeah. And, and with second, you can't, you know. Oh, yeah. You, you, you can't a 3D space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, they'll just, they'll just like fall right through each other. Isn't that strange? Huh. So if you that. ever go to the fourth dimension, bring Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, because the Velcro, Velcro work too. I mean, I don't think is it, it would probably is this just a frictional issue. No, because the Velcro, it's a bunch of little hooks and loops, right? Mm-hmm. And the hooks and the loops, I'm not sure. I'll have consult with a topologist. <laughs> In the event you do go to your fourth dimensional police department, um, ask them to refer refer you to the uh, higher dimensional topology experts, and uh, they should be able to give you an answer on what kind of shoes you should bring into the dimension. <laughs> And, they, have, uh, they have a checklist. They have a checklist. Yeah, it's they like do. the TSA. <laughs> what what to bring? What to leave home? Yeah, what won't work in four dimensions? <laughs> can do you, can you uh, understand? Do you have an understanding of the fourth dimension? I have heard that only like most bird level. people do. Yeah, the, I, I figured the bird child, the bird, the bird people, children would. Yeah, the race of bird people of which I am a member. Uh, we we have a pretty firm understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the uh, elders can see in uh, five, maybe six. 
Seven wow. isn't really, you know, that's a bit much, but... Is it just, like, diminishing returns territory? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Okay. So, you know, you don't really see that all the time, but most people, I, you know, I, I'm still featherless. <laughs> that's why if you saw me on the street, you probably wouldn't think I'm a bird person because I'm I only see. a bird child. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't have my feathers, nor my uh, avian brain right, is right. not quite fully developed. Um, I do have a compass up in there, though. Oh, wow. So I'm Impressive. like a pigeon in that sense. Interesting. I didn't know that about yeah. the, um, the bird children. I, mm-hmm. I fancied myself an expert in You know, we bird actually biology. inherited that from uh, the aboriginal tribes of Australia. Oh, interesting. You know, uh, uh, many, many of the native peoples of Australia, in their aboriginal languages, they don't have words for left and right. Mm-hmm. They only use absolute direction. Really? So, for example... I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say my left and my right hand. I would say my north and my south hand. And Wait, your north and your south hand? I, my north and my south hand. And if I turned 90 degrees, I would say my east and my west hand. And if I, oh, that's so odd. If I turned around, they would be my south and my north hand. I feel like that takes Isn't a that lot crazy? Of extra, I feel like you need to think like that's my... Why, yeah, no. Hang on. But eventually, they just get... They just, it's just sort of is always with them, you know? I guess so. Like, it's just sort of, I mean, you know, I'm not an expert because cause our, <laughs> my bird child brain is, it's slightly different. Right. You you're know, it's, you're it's a young avian. bird child. Right. It's, it's, it's avian. It's uh, yeah. non-human. But yeah, I, 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 I would assume like if they got, you know, really sick or drunk or dizzy or slept for a while. And then again, if they slept for a while, you know, <laughs> chances are if, if they have a bed that they've lived in for most of their lives, they they know like the orientation of the room and whatever. Right. But um, you know, if they were in a novel place or something, I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> but the, the 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 assumption is that throughout the course of the day, you know, at the very least, they just sort of have this sense of absolute direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I find that very interesting. I feel like it'd be incredibly useful when you're navigating. Oh, it's absolutely. Kind of- and that's pro- probably why, like, you know, all the, the Pacific navigators, like, you, you've heard of the prowess of the oceanic navigators, right? I don't think I have. Actually. Have you ever seen the movie Mo- Moana? Um, I've seen it twice, oh. but I have no idea what happens. <laughs> okay. The Disney movie Moana, it's about the wayfinders, the Pacific wayfinders, mm-hmm. and how they, they use, like, the stars. This is a little different, I think. They use primarily the stars and, like, they have such a profound understanding of the ocean and its mm-hmm. currents that mapping and like winds and like bird migration patterns, mm-hmm. like they and they map these in their heads, like and you know, orally they pass it down through like generations. They right. map out the night sky, which already what? alone is ridiculously complex. And like the the their knowledge of the ocean and and currents of of the atmosphere and the sea and all that. And they're able, able to like find their way with almost perfect precision almost all the time. And like just the night sky alone, wow. like we need like, especially like Europeans, you know, the sextant, like very <laughs> complex navigational tools. Right. Like you line it up with a horizon mm-hmm. and like these, these compass, like compasses in like a, like a circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, protractors like to find these precise angles whereas they just like they do it with their hands like they line it up they're like squint one eye like yeah it's about 
thumb and a finger roughly and you know they, they just like like boom that like there wow. it is it's it's really cool that isn't but yeah that's insane you can tell that's a very navigational part of uh of the world the sort of the culture is it's very conducive to yeah very good navigational <laughs> skills it's interesting how we can adapt that way mm -hmm. like you can adapt mm -hmm. to doing yeah, like really, I mean, really. Yeah. Like, it's it's so funny to see these people, like, on a tiny British island, you know, where everyone knows anyone, and it's just, like, you can see to the other side of it. They they have poor navigational skills. They mm -hmm. need, like, these complex instruments and machines and maps. Yeah. But, like, where the nearest island is a tiny speck in the Pacific Ocean that you mm -hmm. can't even see, and it's, like, a thousand miles away. Like, you you just, your brain, you just have to know, like, how to get there. Very interesting. Insane. Very cool. It is, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. The things that we can do. I feel like we do a lot more than we think we can. Yeah. But it's just, you do it for a long time. That's yeah. What trying to do. Yeah. I mean, if we probably can do things like that, that other people, like, oh, wow, that is insane. We just mm -hmm. don't realize it. because. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I bet, I would imagine that, like, programming or something, like, like understanding computers is yeah. a good skill. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's like, you, you're you're speaking another language, machine, like syntactically, yeah, yeah. which is fascinating. I it think. is pretty cool. Very cool. Um, interesting uh, thing I I heard one time was that uh, playing video games and manipulating like another thing in a three D space that mm -hmm. you can't see or feel is like right. Also, a learned skill. Interesting. Which, huh? I thought it was really cool. That is really cool. I, and I I noticed this especially because newer games when I was younger. I could play newer games, no problem. Like, if I was playing, like, Call of Duty, it was, like, it was natural for me. Like, right. I, I knew, like, okay, right stick looks around, left stick mm -hmm. moves. Right. And it was just easy. Like, I knew you roughly where I was. I knew how to move the analog stick. But when I'd go back and play, like, early 3D games, mm -hmm. it was really, really hard. Interesting. Like, I couldn't move my character the way I wanted to. I couldn't keep the stick right. And right. I couldn't angle the camera huh. the way I wanted to. And I think part of that was because... One, the controls weren't as, as conducive right. to being easy to control, but also because everything looks just, like, off. Mm. Different, I mean? yeah. It, it just doesn't look real, a lot mm. of things. Mm -hmm. It looks very odd. Artifact-y. Artifact-y, and the way the camera can move right. and get stuck on things. It's really hard to tell where you are huh. in relation to everything else. Give me an example of a game of where this is true. Um, I'll give an example. So... I was playing Majora's Thank you. That's Mask. That's what I asked for. <laughs> is it, what did I say? <laughs> I said, give me an example. And you said, I'll give you an example. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. <laughs> Lovely. All right. So, Majora's Mask. Uh, I was playing Majora's Mask. Okay. With my friend Shmimshmam. Shmimshmam, yes. Shmimshmam. And it, this was the, the, the legendary playthrough that took like. Two years, and oh, wow. we, we both went oh through uh, like multiple girlfriends oh, over the wow. time. A lot of things changed yeah. before we finally 100% of the game. That's impressive. But we were doing, we were at the archery range in the game. Mm -hmm. So first person view, and you're shooting arrows. Right. Um, there was no reticle, which made it difficult, but uh, also moving the the. But more stick. realistic. It was. It was the frames were. It's like maybe 20 frames a second. So yeah. that, I think that might have been part of it. Right. But. I went to do the archery mini game, mm -hmm. and I did it no problem. I got the heart piece or the 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 big quiver, which was the reward there. I got it in like the first try. Wow. I made almost every shot. Right. When I was a kid, I was horrible at it. Like huh. I had no prior practice really right, besides right. 
just scraping by as a kid. Shmim Shmam went to do it, and he was like overshooting and undershooting and like barely made the the tier to get your rupees back, which is mm-hmm. like less than half of what you need. Right. And he was like, dude, why is this so hard? Like he couldn't do it. Huh. And it was the same thing when he'd go to jump platforms and stuff. I knew exactly how much I had to right. to jump and roll. Right. Now, I would say part of that is because I, I'd played the game before. Sure. But, yeah, even when it was a part, like, I, I hadn't done in God knows how many years. Right. I only had done, like, once or twice right. earlier. Like, I was always, it was much easier for me to move around and, and make certain jumps. Yeah, that is interesting. Than it was for Shmim Shmim. Like, to get the sort of, that sense of control under your fingers. Yeah. That is interesting. I, I have noticed that, because, like, I'm I'm not super good at video games. Like, I think maybe you know, but when when one of my friends, this was a long time ago, was like, let's mm. play COD. It's like, no. <laughs> like, why not? Like, just trust me, you don't want to yeah. find out. <laughs> and he, he was like, no, come on. You know, join join this lobby with me. And I my KD was like 0. .0. It was probably zero, honestly. It was like .001 or something. I was both, I was the first kill. I was the first kill. And the last death, it was it was awful. Wow. I I got like it was it was yeah. a very embarrassing performance. But I was just so bad, like with the with the controls, like yeah. I just couldn't move well. Mm-hmm. And like my friend though, he he like had that under his fingers, like he had that control, that muscle yeah. memory, that understanding of of mm-hmm. movement. And I think that's kind of interesting. It's it's funny you mentioned that too. I remember my brother worked for Google for a little while. And casually, casually, yeah, he got bored. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's, that's why he <laughs> you, left. You say that like a joke. But yeah, no, genuinely yeah. are not. Actually, that's the reason he left. He was bored. Um, and there they have this ex- exhibition of like their geospatial program, so like Google Earth and stuff like that. Right. And um, it was this really cool. It was this room, and you're sitting or you're standing at a podium, and on the podium you have a joystick. Okay. And the room, it's, pro- it's uh, sort of spherical, roughly. Mm-hmm. And on the entire room is projected a sort of virtual, uh, it's almost like you're in a spaceship or a helicopter or something, of Google awesome. Maps, right? So you can see below you right. and three, 360, well, not quite because of the door, but mm-hmm. within your field of vision, certainly, your entire field of vision is, is totally Google Earth, but in three dimension. It's, it's cool. really cool. And you move around with the joystick. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're flying like a spaceship or something. It's it's yeah. a really cool feeling. And my parents, they were trying to use it, and they're like, I just uh, like <laughs> they were just like <laughs> spinning in circles or like yeah. floating off into space, like they couldn't control it. I was like, okay, give me this. And I was within like five seconds of just fiddling around with it. Within like, you know, I don't know, right? Fifteen, ten, fifteen seconds. Like I was able to just sort of intuit the controls, mm-hmm. and I just got it under my fingers and like just sort of understood the mechanics of the joystick and the muscle and like the, the force and the angles of it. And I just sort of intuited the controls like that. And I was able to like move around wherever it was. It was interesting. It was an interesting, like, and my mom was like, see, you're, you know, you're so good at this at the time. I think she was trying to get me to like study geospatial or mm. like whatever, but I don't know. It's an interesting anecdote that you, you made me think of. Yeah. It's, it's a skill. It is a skill. It's cool. It's skill-based. Skill. 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 Issue. Gamers have a skill, guys. Yeah. But no, and it's just like, you know, driving a car or like flying a plane yeah. or something. Like understanding 
the way your movement translates to a greater sense of movement and yeah. the repercussions of that. That is. It's very, it's interesting. Now that you mentioned that. Or like riding I, a horse. Actually, yeah, not quite. Well, I, That's more like a dance. Probably. I'm not familiar with horses yeah. to, to speak, but I like riding a car. Yeah. Driving a car. Riding, <laughs> riding in the car. Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I like driving a car, though. I remember... When I started, it was like, I, I couldn't keep the wheel straight. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Like, you know, I, I would like veer off to the side. Why, why like, am I doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's so fascinating. I, I didn't think about that, but it's, it's the same idea. Yeah. Understanding control. Likely. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't think yeah. I, I, I have to wonder, like the, the humanoidness of that. Like, could you teach a, a chimp or something to drive a car? I know people have taught dogs to drive cars, but I, I'm not sure that really counts. Cause like, like actually drive or just like a, like go in a circle, oh, okay. like put them behind the wheel, but they can't reach the pedals. I forget how, how whomever facilitated this mm-hmm. did it, but they got a dog to drive a car, but basically just to turn the steering wheel when they yeah. needed to. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was sort of like hard coded. You might say I'm saying that in air quotes, like hard coded in just like yeah. when I give you the command, like, do this motion yeah. as opposed to them doing it themselves. Yeah, them coming. Yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting, because the, the differences between the human and other primate, like chimp or orangutan brains, it, they are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you about to elaborate on Not Not really, oh. but I, I do love, like, I like watching chimp experiments. It is pretty cool. Seeing what they do. Yeah, seeing what they do, seeing how they, how they act. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's really, it's interesting. You know about the, um, the, the chimp they, they try to teach like sign language, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was an interesting. Like Coco? Was, was that the name? Coco is a gorilla. Yeah. She, okay. she knew. Yeah. Yeah. She knew a lot of sign language. Um, I, and I think someone, some, some, I say someone referring to a gorilla, another, mm-hmm. another gorilla did. At that point though, it's interesting. Can you say someone? Cause they're very, that's, genetically, they're extremely similar. Yeah, that's true. And they're they're speaking language that we well, can interpret. I don't think they could. Are they someone string together sentences? I think that was the, the yeah. Like I it, guess. they they couldn't determine whether they were like hard coding, like you said, like right. um, putting up this symbol, and right? Just I like filing through a Rolodex, yeah. Or if they were actually like creating creating. Like, yeah, I, I that think is, they determined that, that it was just hard coded. Okay, interesting. Which was the problem, but right. And like the best sentence they came up with was like steel cup water or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. you know i remember one someone asked uh one of them a gorilla i'm not sure which a sign uh, someone who spoke sign language mm-hmm. where do gorillas go when they die and you know what the answer was what comfortable hole by who <laughs> what comfortable hole by b-y-e like goodbye like comfortable hole goodbye wow yeah isn't that weird? Like, that's so cool. That feels like a Reddit memer. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that also feels like lore. That feels like human condition lore that we should not have access to, you know? Yeah. Like, it feels like we, like, glitched through the game to, like, find that out. It feels that's... like an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> it was an Easter egg. <laughs> like, that's so wild. Like, they just, like, they just sort of go into this comfortable, sort of reclusive, uh, just whole... And they say goodbye, you know, like, I, like, I don't know. That's just, uh, it's so weird. That's, it's so, it's so, almost. it is almost eerie. Very, it's kind of cool uh, though. Speaking of like an Easter egg or like, like we weren't supposed to discover that. 
Yeah. I think I've told you this before, but I don't think we were supposed to get to space. Yeah, you have told me that. Like glitching out of bounds. I, I feel like that's it what is, we did. Like, it is we, like we took advantage of the glitching out of bounds. And it was like, okay, we, we do a little bit of this yeah. and we can get like a little bit more momentum. And, we and if can, we we keep doing this and then we do this also, yeah. we can like slingshot ourselves up yeah. and clip through the wall. Yeah. We can like, clip through the skybox and get out of bounds. Like, we weren't supposed bounds. to be able to do that. Yeah. That like in a game when you when you I, I know in the game Sly Cooper, if you like lodge yourself between um, mm-hmm. two objects at just the right frame, Zoom. it like launches, launches you. Up, yeah, yeah, like way high. And I feel like that's kind of that's basically what we did. Yeah, we <laughs> I know I'm not alone in that opinion, but I feel very strongly Plus about rocket that. science. Yeah, no, yeah. it is it is strange. It's, I have a pop quiz for you. Okay, who is the only animal ever to ask an existential question? Is it people? No. Well, besides people, <laughs> non-human. I'll give you a hint. It was a bird. Oh, it was a. Um, what's the talking bird? There are a couple talking birds. <laughs> There's a lot of talking birds. One of the talking birds. It was a parrot named a parrot. Alex. What did Alex ask? I believe he was an African gray parrot, and uh, you and I, just with this information, could answer his question. He asked, "What color am I?" Color gray. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, no, isn't that interesting? Because people, a, a lot of, one of the popular parrot intelligence things is what color is this? And you show a parrot mm-hmm. and it'll say what color it is. Um, Wait. Yeah. So, like he actually like, produces like the show, sound? Yeah, yeah. Color? Like, oh, like wow. it'll say red or whatever. I like, didn't know that. Like if you hold up a red apple to a parrot, or, you know, it has to be trained, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just any random parrot you find. But if you hold it up to a parent, parrot and you say, what color? What color? They'll say, red. You know, if you train them right, right? And if you hold up a green apple, it's like green or whatever. But this one asks, what color am I? Or whatever. You know, what? that's my parrot impression. But I think that's, I think that's interesting. That's fascinating. So yeah. The, I was, the parrot's not alive. I, I don't think so. So and maybe. Do we I'm know what sure. happened when he was answered? Did they answer him? Or Probably, they... yeah. <laughs> I would assume they answered him. <laughs> They're just like, you're, you're gray, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, he died in 2007. But oh. guess what year he was born? What <laughs> like, year? 1976. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, parrots, birds live for a long time. Parrots can live for a very long time. Dang. Yeah, he was 31. Um, That's yeah. shocking. Um, cockatoos can live up to 60. Wow, I didn't realize they can live up to I, I knew 60, they went yeah. To like 15, and some 20, species of parrots, they can easily live in excess of 80 years old. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's crazy. You know, one last thing about parrots intelligence. Can me, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that a lot of people say humans are the most intelligent animal, mm-hmm. and then they say, oh, well, let's compare brain sizes. And they're like, oh, well, obviously a sperm whale has a much larger brain. We yeah. could swim around in it, right? Right. But brain to body weight ratio. That's yeah. always the the measuring factor is brain to body weight ratio. And while it's true that we have the highest brain to ba- brain to body weight ratio of any mammal, it is not in the entire animal kingdom. Who is? Ants. About a third of their body wow. weight is their brain. Really? Yeah. Magpies, the bird magpies, they have a much higher brain to body weight ratio than humans do. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? And of course, they're, you know, their brain is the size of like a raisin or whatever. But, <laughs> but still, you know, ants, like, uh, yeah, a third of their body weight is, uh, is, the, is their brain. If we just scaled up an ant to be like... It'd be really terrifying. 
It well, that would be, would be really scary. But would it just become like God? Would the ant become? Would it rule over us? <laughs> like so it would just pro- understand. It I'm not sure smarter. how the like. I'm sure there's some inverse square law and like physics that go around go along with this. But assuming their strength scaled proportionally, mm-hmm. they would easily be able to lift like a fully loaded dump truck, or like what? Easily, like they, they are pretty strong. They are for their size, yeah. for their mass. They are one of the. I think they might also be the strongest, like uh, strength to mass ratio. Wow, which is absolutely just wild. Like if an ant were the size of a person, it would easily be able to just like lat raise a couple full refrigerators <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily without any difficulty. I'm not like this. Is not an exaggeration. Is pretty wild. Dude, imagine, imagine ants were like our size. Like that'd be really scary. The ants rock up and they're like, "You haven't played paid your yeah. refrigerator bill." Or <laughs> they come in, they just take your fridge, they just take it with like a, <laughs> with like their pinky. I'll be taking that. But no, have you ever seen an ant's face under like a, a microscope? No. It is genuinely here. I'm gonna. <laughs> I have my computer up, and I'm going to. Take this image, and I'm going to flip it around so that Luigi can see it. No one else will be able to. Oh, God, that is horrifying. Isn't it terrible? They, oh. are, they are extremely scary. Dude, They're stop, covered in stop. hair, <laughs> first of all. They're, they're, I implore. That is nightmare fuel. Anyone with a strong constitution uh, should look at this. If, if, you're, if you don't have a strong stomach, I would advise against okay okay yeah no they're, they're not like imagine if that your constitution like, walked up to you you need at least like a plus three modifier for that and then just like lifted up a dumpster full of like old barbells oh my god <laughs> like that's horrifying Ugh. anyway i think that's enough of that <laughs> with that terrifying note i yeah. think that uh that brings our non let's let's be glad that they're as small as they are yeah. <laughs> let's be real thankful all right. Well, 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 that everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. We do. If you missed part of this broadcast, you can check in on Spotify. The, oh, yeah. The episode will be up on Saturday at 11 a.m. Nonfiction Thoughts. At Nonfiction Thoughts, exclamation points. Exclamation point. You can Just singular. Uh, listen to every episode uh, starting January 1st. 2023. Oh, yeah. Check and uh, you can listen to it multiple times. We're also on Apple Podcasts. All right. We are on uh, Overcast. We are on Amazon, uh, soon to be. Soon to be. And Google Podcasts. And we'll be here, too, on the air. Yes, sir. So be sure to check us out on our platforms. be really cool if you followed and listened in. <laughs> yeah. We'd appreciate it. You all have a fantastic rest of your day. Take care. Make it make it as best as you can make it. Toodles. <laughs>